The Bible Study Podcast, episode 617. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Ezra with chapter 7. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. The interesting thing about chapter 7 of the book of Ezra is that Ezra joins the story. So far, we ended last week with chapter 6, where the temple was finally built after about a 100 years of trying. And this chapter starts with Ezra comes to Jerusalem. After these things, during the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra, son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahitub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Merayoth, the son of Zerahiah, the son of Uzi, the son of Buki, the son of Abishua, the son of Peneus, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest. This Ezra came up from Babylon. He was a teacher well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given. The king had granted him everything he asked, for the hand of the Lord his God was on him. Some of the Israelites, including priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, and temple servants also came up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. He had begun his journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month, and he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month, for the gracious hand of his God was on him. For Ezra had devoted himself to study and observance of the law of the Lord, and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. So a couple interesting things to note in this. First of all, we've got a little confusion that starts here because there are two Artaxerxes kings of Persia, Artaxerxes I and Artaxerxes II. And different people have interpreted this section here as being in two different time periods because of that. If this is Artaxerxes I, then we just went backwards in time to kings. And Ezra was around for the section that we were talking about previously of the finishing the temple. He just wasn't brought up. If this is Artaxerxes II, that's the son of Darius II, who has the orders sent, as we saw two chapters ago, to finish the temple. I'm going to assume that this is the second one and that we've skipped ahead a few years because it does say after these things during the reign of Artaxerxes. And so we've gone forwards in time a bit, I believe. And Ezra has now come to Jerusalem from Babylon. So he was still in Babylon where he had gone probably, or his parents had gone, when the Babylonians took them off into captivity. So some of the Jews would have stayed there in Babylon and been involved in whatever. And we know that Ezra is a Levite because we trace his family tree up to the son of Aaron, the chief priest. And so he is in the house of Levite and he is a teacher of the law. And that is the role that he is coming to Jerusalem to do. And he comes with a group of people Other Israelites, some priests, some Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, temple servants, they all come to Jerusalem in the seventh year of Artaxerxes. Now, he didn't just take a flight, as you saw. He had to walk here, probably, or maybe he got a donkey, but it took him from the first day of the first month to the first day of the fifth month. And so it took him five months to travel from Babylon 
across probably the caravan routes to get here to Jerusalem. And so to do that, you have to want to go. So Ezra has wanted to come to Jerusalem probably for a while. It says he's devoted himself to study and to observance of the law of the Lord. Now remember that we've got these people who have been in captivity for something like 70 years. They've been home for a while. Some of them have just gotten back. And they still are reestablishing who they are. And it is significant to note that the people who go into exile are not the same as the people who come back. And I don't just mean that it's their kids or their grandkids. I mean that the Jewish people are different afterwards. Remember that all of the groups that we see Jesus interact with in the New Testament, like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they are not around in the Old Testament. They're not around before the Babylonian captivity, and they come into being after this period, just a little bit after this in the intertestamental period, because they're trying to remember what it means to be faithful, because remember the last time they were unfaithful to God and unfaithful to the law, they went into exile, and 10 of the tribes were never heard from again. And so there's great reasons to want to devote yourself to study and to the observance of the law of the Lord as Ezra has. It continues, King Artaxerxes' letter to Ezra. This is a copy of the letter King Artaxerxes had given to Ezra the priest, a teacher of the law, a man learned in manners concerning the commands and decrees of the Lord for Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, teacher of the law of the God of heaven, greetings. Now I decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including priests and Levites who volunteer to go to Jerusalem with you, may go. You are sent by the king and his seven advisors to inquire about Judah and Jerusalem with regard to the law of your God, which is in your hand. Moreover, you are to take with you the silver and gold that the king and his advisors have freely given to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem. Together with all the silver and gold you may obtain from the province of Babylon, as well as the freewill offerings of the people and priests for the temple of their God in Jerusalem. With this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs, together with their grain offerings and drink offerings, and sacrifice them on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. You and your fellow Israelites may then do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and gold in accordance with the will of your God. Deliver to the God of Jerusalem all the articles entrusted to you for worship in the temple of your God, and anything else needed for the temple of your God that you are responsible to supply, you may provide from the royal treasury. Now I, King Artaxerxes, decree that all the treasures of trans-Euphrates are to provide with diligence whatever Ezra, the priest, the teacher of the law of the God of heaven may ask of you, up to a hundred talents of silver, a hundred cores of wheat, a hundred baths of wine, a hundred baths of olive oil, and salt without limit. Whatever the God of heaven has prescribed, let it be done with diligence for the temple of the God of heaven. Why should his wrath fall on the realm of the king and of his sons? You are also to know that you have no authority to impose taxes, tribute, or duty on any of the priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, temple servants, or other workers at this house of God. And you, Ezra, in accordance with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint magistrates and judges to administer justice to all the people of trans-Euphrates, all who know the laws of your God. And you are to teach any who do not know them, 
whoever does not obey the law of your God and the law of the king must surely be punished by death, banishment, confiscation of property, or imprisonment. Praise be to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way, and who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisors and all the king's powerful officials. Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. A couple things in there. One is that last section there is obviously after the letter where Ezra is praising God that he is supported as he is by King Artaxerxes. Two is, we're trying to decide which Artaxerxes. Notice that he is sent with things to sacrifice at the temple, probably implying that the temple has been completed and that we're after that phase that this book was written chronologically, which probably makes sense. And then he is sent here, and there seems to be familiarity between Artaxerxes and Ezra. Ezra is known by the king at least known by reputation. And so he is entrusted with the king with a fair amount of gold, a fair amount of goods, and he is told to do what is right with them. Now, also, we talked last time about why was Darius II supporting the work of the temple and the rebuilding of the temple. And I I speculated that it might be because he wanted them to pray for him and his family and that he wanted them to pray for him possibly because of all the things that had gone wrong over the last few years with Persia, especially some of the wars they'd had with Greece. Well, there's this verse here that says, why should his wrath fall on the realm of the king and of his sons? That seems to indicate that that is probably the, that is probably the case, that they really are trying to get on the good side of this God of heaven, who they believe lives in Jerusalem. I don't know if you noticed that. That is not where God lives. God did have a temple in Jerusalem, but his dwelling wasn't in Jerusalem. In fact, even when the temple was originally built by Solomon, God was clear to say that he didn't dwell in the temple. The temple can't hold him. Our churches can't hold him. God can't be contained, both in terms of his presence, but also in terms of what he intends. That God cannot be controlled. God cannot be contained. God is bigger than that. And we can't really blame Artaxerxes for not knowing that. Artaxerxes is not Jewish. Artaxerxes has probably not studied the law of the Old Testament or any of the books of the Old Testament. But he does send Ezra the priest here, and he sends him with support. And so God can use those who are not religious, those who are not Jewish in the Old Testament, those who are not Christian in the New Testament, even if they are not themselves obedient. And we've seen that in the Old Testament. We've seen that in the New Testament as well, that God is working through King Artaxerxes. And that may not come as a surprise to Artaxerxes. He is doing this very consciously and voluntarily. And we will see where this goes next. But remember why Ezra is here. That's the real message from this chapter. He's here to teach about the law. And next week, he'll start doing that. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening.
Once in a Generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com. 